Football systems check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. Welcome into the Ball Blast podcast, y'all. Hey, hey. Yeehaw! How did week three treat you in fantasy? Oh, spanking good. It did not treat me that well. Spankity good. Week two was like awesome for me. I won in almost every league. This week, mm, man, I, I, I got good. I got burned a lot this week. You know why I played I didn't against get burned? Mike Evans in a couple of leagues. You know why I didn't get burned? Why? Because I own Mike Evans <laughs> yeah, in a bunch of leagues. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I felt I felt good, baby. I had I had a good week. My boy Amari Cooper balled out. Uh Mike Evans balled out. All of my dudes balled out. Greg Olson, my start of the week balled out. I'm feeling good. I'm coming off that week three high. Jeez. You know who has me down? Who? James Conner. But we'll get to him later. We'll get unfortunately, unfortunately, we will. But you know who has me also on that week three high? Who? Danny Dimes, baby. Now, who is Danny Dimes? Because when you first put this into our show I'm notes. I'm cashing in my quarters <laughs> for those dimes and nickels, baby. When you first put this into our show notes, I didn't know what you're talking about. But apparently this is his nickname. That's yeah, well known. Because he's dropping dimes, baby. Daniel Jones. Daniel Danny Dimes. Jones, I do not like this nickname, by the way. Like, I don't, it doesn't go with his personality. What I don't did like Danny it. do to you? I like Danny. I just don't like the nickname Danny Dimes. But he's dropping Danny Dimes. <laughs> All right. Daniel Jones, holy smokes, in a smokestack of fire. He is, he's the real deal, right? Right? I mean, we'll see. You don't seem to be as excited about Daniel Dimes as I am. I think we've seen now so many quarterbacks play in their first game and do really well and surprise us. And then, you know, as tape comes along, they get a little worse. Like, are you that pumped about Kyle Allen. Like Kyle Allen looked awesome. Are you that excited about him for the future with the Carolina Panthers? I mean, I, I feel like people should be just as excited about him, but we're not. Like let's let's lay low a little bit. He started slow in the game. You know? I think the difference is that the New York Giants drafted Daniel Jones to be the future guy. No, they did, and there is a With difference. With the sixth overall pick. I like Daniel Jones. I'm not saying that, but for Danny fantasy. Dimes, can you please call him by his proper name? For fantasy, I don't know if I like him. Okay. Scored 40 points in his first game. Very I'm sorry, nice. that's, that's much bigger than, than, I don't know, what rookie. If he, or you, put any other, you put any other quarterback there besides the Pat Mahomes, are you that excited to own that quarterback with Sterling oh, Shepard as a wide receiver one, as Benny Fowler and Cody Latimer and, and no Saquon Barkley? Like, are you that excited to own that quarterback, let alone a ro- rookie quarterback? that we've only seen one game out of. I'm not going out and buying him, but if you take the chance on him and he hits, good well, good job. You know what's great about the fact that Saquon Barkley is out of this offense? What? We've got Danny Dimes, who's like Stop the running back run, uh, four rushes for 28 yards and two rushing touchdowns. That was interesting to see him rush. 
It was I, so. I actually work with a physician who is a New York Giants fan. You should have seen the look of glee on his face when he walked into the office this morning, because he has a mobile quarterback now. He's never had that before. Do you think two rushing touchdowns is going to be the norm? Oh, absolutely. Are, Are we, we all this excited? For Thirty-two rushing <laughs> touchdowns right now. Are we all this excited if he just has three hundred thirty-six yards, two touchdowns in a game where they were getting blown out at first and then they came back? Whatever. I'm not that excited, and I'm sorry, Giants fans. I'm putting a little damper on your situation. It's a really good sign for the future. Like I think Daniel Jones can be a good quarterback for your franchise. Yes. Just okay. Not this year for fantasy. I will be. I will be totally, totally serious for this moment. I think that. I, although I like the nickname Danny Dimes, I, I'm playing him in a couple of best ball leagues, and that's about it. But I think this is a super, super exciting thing for Giants fans. I think it would be more exciting if Saquon Barkley was going to be there to make it happen. They might have actually been in this to win some games, though, if they would have had their entire offense. But Saquon Barkley... Ugh, Man, oh, man. Should we get into the news, speaking of Sir Saquon? Yes. It's just in. Breaking news. Breaking news. Saquon Barkley, the king himself, suffered a high ankle sprain yesterday. Unfortunately, he's looking to be out six to eight weeks, which could put him out past the New York Giants week 11 by. So that would be targeting a week 12 return this hurts because there's about a nine out of 10 chance that he was taken as the running back one in your fantasy football leagues, regardless of format. Yeah. It's a good thing. I only own him in one thing. I took a chance on him instead of Christian McCaffrey because I was taking him early everywhere, but that, that hurts. I mean, it, it hurts people to lose Barkley. He's was very good over the first, you know, two and a half games before he got hurt it's not like you can just plug and play Wayne Gallman I know. and He's, be ready for the fantasy points. But you have to pick up Wayne Gallman if you own Barkley, right? Like he has to be your top priority. Yes. I, I mean, the carry count should absolutely be there. I sort of wonder if they make a move on a guy like CJ Anderson who's floating on his couch. Melvin Gordon? Probably not floating. Melvin Gordon's interesting. But I like, what do you do with him after this year? You pay him because, oh. Wait, Barkley. That I just I just got really excited for a second. I was like, they're rebuilding. They need a running back, but they'll have Barkley back in like eight games. I mean, so I, I guess, guess if you pay him out the rest of this year's option, but you have to be in contention for that to happen. Yeah, I guess How Gordon does not make sense. CJ Anderson, though, is very interesting. I could see them bringing him in, and CJ Anderson would be someone you want to own if he's going to get all the carries in the next few weeks. I think CJ Anderson's the kind of guy who does a little bit better when he's coming off the couch. Truth. Yeah. We don't need no conditioning. They're going to have to bring someone in. So just keep an eye out on that. Wayne Gallman, I guess, might not be the guy to pick up. It just depends on who they bring in. I mean, for this week, he probably is. Volume play there. We saw Frank Gore tear it up. Uh, Cam Newton already ruled out for week four. I have to imagine that this has something to do with Kyle Allen's yeah. excellent performance. I, I feel bet a little you, bit more comfortable. I bet you this decision would not have came through this fast if it wasn't for Kyle Allen going off. They're literally answering questions, though, in press conferences. Ron Rivera being haggled about whether or not Cam Newton is still the starting quarterback of the team. Okay. Slow yeah. your roll, guys. Cam will get the job back. 
just he just has to get healthy and Cam's great. You want him to get the job back. He just needs to be fully healthy. And when you have a guy like Kyle Allen who can win you a game or two, then that's nice to have. So you can make sure your starting quarterback gets fully healthy. Absolutely. Uh, Saquon Barkley, we already touched on him. A lot of big name injuries headed into just week four already. So this is kind of why we do the show, right? We need you to be informed. We need you to be active on your waivers. Uh, other injuries in week three, Julian Edelman exited with a chest injury. X-rays are negative. I think he's supposed to undergo an MRI, but it sounds like he should be good to go. Josh Gordon had an excellent week, so keep an eye on Julian Edelman. Keep an eye. Josh Gordon also exited with uh, I think he exited the game twice with two different injuries, came back to ball out. Um, Vance McDonald exited this week with a shoulder injury. Shocker. I know. That boy cannot stay on the field. Nope. And this is what we were saying all off season. He has not yet made it through a full 16 games in his career, in his six-year career. Now he did it for seven years in a row. Even if he only misses that, you know, the majority of that game, he still didn't make it for a full 16 games. It's it's something you have to worry about if you own Vance McDonald. Even if he plays next week, he just can't stay healthy. Yep. Then we got Alshon Jeffrey. He did have a surprise inactive on Sunday. It sounds like he might be good to go for Thursday night football against the Packers. So, we will see there. Nelson Aguilar absolutely balled out in his absence. So if he's not ready to go on a short week, do you think they sit him? Who knows? I don't get how you cannot, you know, be – they made sure he didn't play on Sunday, but you're just going to be fine on Thursday. That seems like a really quick sh- uh, turnaround. It's not a great matchup. If he's not fully healthy, I don't love it. I would rather play Nelson Aguilar in this game even if Jeffrey plays. Okay. Everybody, if you are not following me on Twitter, I don't know how you found this podcast, but you can follow me at FFBallBlast. And you can follow me, Michelle, at BallBlastM, BallBlastEM. We are giving you the best fantasy football advice. We are tweeting facts. We are tweeting pure fire for your (laughs) timelines. We will set your timeline on fire with our spicy takes. Give us a follow. If you're not uh, checking out that Patreon, I know you're probably not. But we're available over at Patreon at patreon.com slash ballblast. Every single week we do a podcast just for those special ones over on Patreon. Answer all of your fantasy football questions. You line them up. We knock them out one by one. And then you know what we do, Michelle? We get into the matchups. Every matchup. Every matchup. Every week. Going line by line. Who starts? Who sits? Don't miss it over there. Awesome Slack chat with all of our awesome Patreon subscribers. Don't miss it. Let's get into our week three ballers. Awesome. Yes. I am back. I love him and love him. I don't care who knows it. Michelle, tell me the name of a baller, a week three baller. Wish you were a caller. (laughs) 20-inch Rams. Oh, I am Paula. I would have never known that next line, so good for you. I don't think it was actually correct. No, I think, you, I think you mumbled a little bit, and then, uh, yeah, that's what we do when we sing songs. Yeah. That's what everyone does. Don't you guys remember our Andrew Luck? 
the ode to Andrew Luck. Oh, but that was awesome. Like, we knew our lines then. Oh, we, we only practiced for like an hour or two, so yeah. it's fine. Michelle, give me your guy. All right. One guy I want to talk about, Mark Ingram. He is killing it. I will say one of my biggest misses this offseason. Holy A- crap. Absolutely. Mine as well. Uh, week three, put up 35.5 PPR points. That's fine. Like, not only did he kill on the ground, 16 carries, 103 yards. That is efficiency right there. Killing it. We knew a running back in that backfield would do that because they have Lamar Jackson there. Just so many holes. It's against the Kansas City Chiefs off or defense that, you know, not great. So we expected this, but then he also got four targets, four receptions, 32 yards. That's what you want to see. Like, that's not a crazy amount of yards or receptions, but you want to see the running backs get involved, like an, Mark Ingram getting involved in the passing game just a little bit. So you have that there for you. Just a little bit. He had three touchdowns. That's a lot. Uh, that is a lot. I probably won't expect that every week. Uh, Lamar Jackson's going to run it in sometimes, but I think Mark, Mark Ingram, not Mark Andrews, who did not do well, uh, Mark Ingram will continue to get those goal line looks the holes are going to be there in good matchups. Mark Ingram's going to be a solid play every time. I absolutely couldn't agree more. And I'm really bummed that I missed out on any, any Mark Ingram shares. I was mainly concerned about seeing more of a rotation at the running back position. And it, really hasn't been there. We no, see so, a little bit of Gus. Yeah, we've seen some Gus. Like Gus got seven carries the last Gus week. The Gus bus, baby? He keeps getting a handful of carries, but there's so many carries to go around that taking, you know, five to ten carries is not going to hurt Mark Ingram. Justice Hill isn't getting any carries, any look. So he's not someone we have to worry about. I really like Justice Hill's talent, but as long as Mark Ingram keeps killing it, he will keep his snaps and keep his carries and keep killing it. You know who else had three touchdowns? Who? My boy, Mike Evans, baby, balling out. Yeah, he did. He had one hell of a week. He was highlighted on my Roto World trade targets column last week. He made up for uh, the first two weeks. Yeah, he did. He uh, He's averaging one touchdown per game. You know? <laughs> yeah, now he is with the three. Yeah. Yeah, if you could just spread math. those out, it may have helped you a little bit more, even though he definitely won you this week, like on his own. He 100% won you this week. If you played him and you didn't win, please send me a picture of your lineup. I'm genuinely curious how you managed it. They could have played against Danny Dimes. They could have. <laughs> oh, my God, Danny Dimes. Oh, my goodness. I'm in I'm in love. I need a, a young quarterback to root for after that, that awesome performance from Sir Mason Rudolph, the Rudolph reindeer. Another surprise performance this week, Philip Lindsay came out of nowhere. He was surprisingly efficient last season. We've been down on him this season because we said he couldn't possibly repeat that efficiency, and so far he really hasn't. But two touchdowns on the week, got involved in the passing game. Are you buying into this as a uh, a performance that he's going to repeat, or do you still have any concerns given his overall inefficiency on the 2019 season. You know, I still don't trust him. And Royce Freeman got banged up in this game. So if Royce Freeman comes back to full health, he will get those carries taken back away. 23, right? He had 23 carries. That's the most he's had in the last two seasons ever. I think that goes back down. I just, I I don't trust Philip Lindsay right now. I think this is a great trade high, sell high opportunity. 
And actually, one of his touchdowns, they didn't come on his own. So one of them, he, he sort of just walked into the end zone. The other one, the offensive lineman literally, like, picked him up off the <laughs> ground and just put him in the end zone. So I, I I like this as a sell-high opportunity for him. Royce Freeman was still in on 49% of the snaps. So when you're looking at snap count, those two are basically still split down the middle. Lindsey just happened to get the carries. But Royce Freeman's still on the field. And you know what? Philip Lindsay still wasn't this five yards per carry kind of back. When you see that kind of volume, especially from a guy like Philip Lindsay, who excelled without volume last season, you want to p- perk it up, dude. Pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle, give me another one of your biggest ballers for week three. So I'm going to kind of combine them a little bit. It's LaShawn McCoy and Daryl Williams put together. Daryl, baby. So LaShawn McCoy is limping, you know, pre Literally limps into the stadium as we're on the live stream with Matthew Betts. Yep. So the fantasy PT, for those of you who don't follow, give him a follow. So we, we hear this news, and that makes us all nervous. And they say Daryl Williams is starting the game, and then Darwin Thompson will get carries, and LaShawn McCoy will basically just like be there in case they need him, right? So that makes us nervous after telling a lot of people to play him. We kind of back off that a little bit. And then he comes out, and he's like, I'm fire. Eight, eight carries, 54 yards, a touchdown. He gets another touchdown through the air. McCoy looks awesome. Anytime he got the chance to touch the ball, then he did get banged up a little bit more and, you know, was out of the game. So maybe they should have been playing him less, honestly. Yeah, I think Daryl Williams probably could have done a similar amount of damage on those carries. Yes, Daryl Williams is my boy. If you've been listening to us since March, man, especially in the beginning of, you know, March through May. I I call that... Damian Williams hating season. Yeah, I could not stop talking about Daryl Williams. I just really like this guy. So it was fun to get to watch him this week. He was killing it when he got the chance. Nine carries, 62 yards. That is almost seven yards per attempt. That is awesome. And then he added another five receptions through the air. Five receptions, 47 yards. He came down with that last play of the game to, you know, to end the game. They needed a first down. He got a 15 yard reception to seal the deal. When Patrick Mahomes needed someone to seal the deal, he trusted Daryl Williams, which is pretty big that he trusted him enough to pass to him. Yeah. So I, if Damian and McCoy are going to miss any time, Daryl Williams is going to be the man. Also Um, worth noting, it is not Darwin Thompson's season. Yeah. I got my seasons mixed up. It's not yet anyways, but I do think if McCoy and Damian have to miss time, it will be Daryl Williams to get the majority of the carries next week. They have the lions, which isn't too hard of a matchup. And I think, I think whoever gets the majority of the carries in this game can do damage. If you can do damage against the Ravens who are dominant against the run, you can do damage against the lions. All I want to say is Damian Williams in the first two weeks, averaging 2.6 and 0.9 per carry. We called it. McCoy. Well, I don't want to say that. Don't say that yet. an early victory lap. You just did. McCoy and Williams are looking much better in the chances they've received. That's all I'm saying. That's all we're saying. I'm going to give a special shout out to my baller, Cooper Cup, baby. Posted 100 yards in two consecutive games, returning from an ACL that he tore in November. (laughs) In November. Insanity. Insanity. That is absolute madness. I really thought we'd see him get off to a slow start. We heard all of that training camp buzz, right? He's looking faster than he was pre-ACL. Okay. He has shown us. He is 
Goff still loves Cooper him. Cup. Yeah, and Goff's a different quarterback when Cooper Cup is on the field. He needs Cooper Cup. And I think that, I mean, having him last night was absolutely key in winning that matchup versus the Browns on the road. He looks absolutely incredible. Again, it was against a depleted Cleveland secondary, but you know what? It's it's the reliability that he shows time and time again. Next week, they get the Bucks at home. I feel like he can do the same exact thing. Cooper Cup is back in my must-start list. As long as he's healthy, he's going to be a must-start just because he gets the targets. Jared Goff looks for Cooper Cup. He is the target man on that team. Like Brandon Cooks is the deep ball guy. So like he has like a kick me sign on his back, yeah. only it's... says target me. Target me. Yes. <laughs> and he's the red zone guy. Uh, he He's a great play. And we were just all nervous about that injury, but let's see it stay strong all season. And he's going to be an easy top 15 wide receiver probably. I I mean, he could fit... Like he's got wide receiver one potential. He's yeah. on the right offense for Not it. the wide receiver one, but Not the top wide, No, that's obviously Mike Evans, but he's got <laughs> wide receiver one potential. He's in the right offensive system. And we saw it in the game yesterday. They're really starting to gravitate away from the run. It. I mean, we'll get, we'll get to that a little yeah, bit we'll later. Yeah, we'll get to Todd Gurley in a second, but I want to go through, over one more guy that was a baller this week a shot caller yes there was so many ballers that we can go through and this one might surprise you that i'm bringing him up because there was the alvin Kamara's, there was the keenan allen but by the way keenan allen is killing it he's doing way more than any of us thought like he's he was obviously a good 17 targets he was obviously a guy that people were picking early you expected him to kill it but he's killing it even more than you expected but he's still a guy that fell in drafts he fell into sometimes the third round literally when i say he saw 17 targets i mean this week yeah he week has three. the most targets on the season with 44 i think 43 or something like that the next closest is michael thomas at 33 so he Keenan allen's killing it we know that alvin Kamara's killing it there's a lot of other guys with good games, but the guy I want to bring up is Cortland Sutton. Everyone is such a little hater on Cortland Sutton. I don't understand it. Week one, 120 yards. Week two, he played the Chicago Bears. Give him a break. Week three, eight targets, five receptions, 87 yards. It's not a world burner. Like he's not, he's not winning you weeks. Is that a word? You looked at me weird. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's wor- world burner. <laughs> Is it world burner? Um, I, you guys know what I'm saying here, right? Fire burn? I don't know. He's not burning the world on fire. Setting the world on fire. Setting the world on fire. <laughs> He's that not a world burner. It's not a world burner. You know what I'm saying. That's my new favorite term. All right. Well, Cortland Sutton will be consistent for you this year, I think. He just hasn't received the touchdowns yet. The targets are there. Joe Flacco is targeting Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton, and that's basically it. Like, he's not looking at anyone else in the passing game. And I do believe the touchdowns will get there for Sutton. Sutton has six red zone targets. That's third in the league. And five receptions inside the 20. That's second in the league. He just doesn't have a touchdown yet. But when you see those type of targets in that area, the touchdowns will come. I do think that people have a lot of recency bias towards Cortland Sutton because so many of us, when Manny Sanders went down, when Demarius Thomas was traded, we thought Cortland Sutton was going to be the wide receiver one that we all wanted him to be. 
And he didn't turn out that way. It just wasn't in the stars. It was his rookie season. He's better with Emmanuel Sanders on the field. He is. He's not. I don't think he's there yet. And that's okay. It's still early on in his sophomore season. If this is a buy low opportunity for Cortland Sutton and Dynasty, give me all the shares. I want him in redraft. Like I'm going to go make trade offers for him because people don't respect this name. They don't respect him. They're not actually looking at the numbers. I love to see that target share. 120 yards and 87 yards. It's nothing to laugh about. I really I like Cortland Sutton this season. I think he just keeps getting better. He just needs to start getting some touchdowns. That's all. And I think but let's remember that Devontae Adams has zero touchdowns so far, too. So Loser. Loser. He's also <laughs> on the, the trade targets column. Go buy some Devonta Adams. There are like very small windows. So when I, I'm doing my trade targets and when I'm thinking about guys that I think are worth the target, it's not to say that you can get Devonte Adams for nothing. It is that this is probably the one time you could ever get a Devonte Adams guide to sell him. Yeah, it's not impossible to go get him like it was last season or even in the first two weeks of this season. There's actually a window there where you're not paying like an insane amount for him. That's that's all you're saying, which it doesn't mean you can go get him for a, I don't know, a Miles Sanders. Like no one's saying that you can go trade a nobody for Devonte Adams. But if you put up a decent offer, it might get accepted. Yeah, you have that chance. And I actually just got a sleeper alert saying that Aaron Rodgers does not think that four targets is enough for Devontae Adams. And I agree. Speaking of Devontae Adams, let's get into more ball blasters for week three. What is going on? I'm so confused. Yeah, man. I'm just disappointed. Michelle, who blasted your balls in week three? So blasted means they hurt, right? Yeah. Just a little bit. My balls hurt. Your balls hurt. My balls really hurt. How 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 does that happen? You know what? If they blasted your balls, they blasted somebody else's. So give me your give me your guy who just who killed you this week. James Connor. And every week. <laughs> yeah, I own him in way too many leagues. Like all my leagues. And that's the problem with like high ownership percentage, right? Like you don't want to, you don't want to get overexposed to some of these guys because you forget that if they don't produce at the level that you're expecting them to, you tank all of your teams. Okay. Well, my teams aren't tanking A and B. Why didn't, why didn't you tell me this before I drafted James Conner and everything? Because I was too busy drafting Derrick Henry and everything. Mm. So James Conner, A, he's killing me because he's pretty much the reason why the Steelers lost that game. They were on the drive to just run out the clock or at least run out a lot of the clock and make Jimmy G actually have to do something. Instead, he put the ball on the ground and fumbled it away. And that was fun. So he broke my heart in that way. And he's just he's just not doing much when he is getting his little opportunities that the Steelers are giving him. He's not getting too many carries, not anything you'd like to see, only 45 touches through three games so far. Interestingly enough, he saw his highest snap percentage out of all all three games this week, and it felt like he wasn't on the field. He's getting plenty of snaps. That's not really the issue. But it, it doesn't you don't feel his presence on the field. Because the Steelers refuse to run the ball. <laughs> they just they don't want to run. It's not something they have in the game plan. They want to, you know, play terrible defense. They want to use a backup quarterback. I mean, I wouldn't call that a terrible defense. Okay, we got turnovers, but besides that, they gave up a ton of yards. Their their game plan is play bad defense, give up a ton of yards, have our defense on the field all the time because we don't run the clock. 
All right. This is and, not a Steelers ranting podcast. And Michelle. pass the ball a hundred million times with Mason Rudolph. I really thought that this was going to be their opportunity to get the ground game going. Cause like, why would you want to put that pressure on your sophomore quarterback who just walked into this position of having to start? He did fine last week, but I think it's because they did alternate the run game with the pass game and they, they just never got anything going on the ground. And part of that has to fall on James Conner. Yes. So it's not just the Steelers play calling fault. James Conner, when he gets the carries, he's not doing anything. When he gets the touches, he's not doing anything. To be fair, I don't think we see the same level of play from the offensive line. Not even close. There's no lines or there's no holes that are open. He's just getting tackled the second he touches the ball. The the line's not like what it was last year. I'll say Connor's strength and power doesn't look like it was last year. He's just not playing with that same energy I saw last season. He's disappointing me. 2.9 yards per carry, 3.7 yards per touch. Rough. That's rough. Not good. And I'm starting to get nervous. I'm still going to keep playing and playing it out for at least a little bit longer here, but... The He's thing about making James me very Conner, nervous. You can't really sell him right now. No, you can't sell him. So you have to hold on to him. If you're selling him, you're selling him for nothing. You have to hold on and just hope that the Steelers start to put it together somewhat. There was one guy that you were particularly high on for redraft this year. Everybody told me it would be fine, but my panic buttons are screaming from the rooftops like, uh, uh. Todd Gurley, what is going on? You know, the interesting thing is we were all worried about Todd Gurley because, I mean, obviously because of the knee, but mostly we thought Daryl Henderson was going to get a lot of carries, a lot of touches, a lot of, you know, targets. Maybe Malcolm Brown would steal carries. In week one, Malcolm Brown did steal carries. After then, it's really just been the Todd Gurley show. Like, he's the only running back getting any looks in the passing game. Not many, but he's the only running back getting carries. He's just not producing. He's not producing, and we're not seeing the usage in the end zone that we would ideally like to see. Todd Gurley this week, 14 carries, 43 yards, zero receptions, zero touchdowns. They had the ball on the goal line, and guess what? He didn't get the ball. He didn't come in with the touchdown. What do we do with Todd Gurley? You just have to wait it out, but do you still feel comfortable considering him an every week start? Are you worried about him long term? He's an every week start. He hasn't absolutely killed you yet. I mean, 40, I guess. I guess this week was pretty much a killer. I but could have started Peyton Barber. Yeah. Yeah, this week he did kill you. I'll give you that. But besides that, the Do you whole, want me to start Peyton Barber? The whole offense for the Rams has been looking a little iffy, right? Just not the normal Los Angeles Rams that we've seen over the last couple of years. I think they start to put it back together as the season goes on and Gurley can start being more productive once that passing game really starts gelling. It's not completely there yet. So I'm not too worried about Todd Gurley, but it is interesting. It's good to see that he's getting all of the carries, but it's not a lot, like 14, 16, no, 14 they carries. they seem to be leaning away from the run. What's more nerve-wracking is that only six targets on yeah. the season. That's part of what made him so valuable as a floor player because you knew he was going to get those receptions, pad those those PPR stat lines, and he's not doing it. So Todd Gurley, the floor is low for Todd Gurley apparently, and I'm I'm pretty nervous about him. Also nervous, I'm Sony Michelle. What is going on? Nine carries, eleven yards, 
That's 0.9 yards per carry. <laughs> Fullback Devlin has been sent to IR. This is a huge problem. Yeah. He does not look good. He has been stuffed. He doesn't look like they trust him. He's not getting the carries. I, I don't feel comfortable starting Sony Michelle at this point. Yeah, well, it's hard to give him carries when he gets 0.9 yards per carry. Like, I I was frustrated watching parts of the New England game. Like, we have a lot of the games up, so it's hard to watch the whole game for each one at the time they're going on. So while it's going on, you get really frustrated when you see Burkhead out there, when you see him stealing goal line work, when Sony Michelle's not on the field. And then you go back and you watch, and you're like, oh, that's why Michelle wasn't on the field. That's why Burkhead was stealing touches. Because Sony Michelle can't do anything when he's on the field. Uh, Rex Burkhead, it's not like he went crazy on the ground, but at least he didn't average 0.9 yards per carry. No, and he had a, a safer floor with the the passing work. So, I, or, I'm sorry, James White was out. That's the issue, though. When Sony Michelle comes in, it's almost like, okay, well, they're going to run because they're not going to target Sony Michelle. When Rex Burkhead is in, he can go out for a pass, like he had six receptions, or he can run it, which makes it a lot easier as a runner. I I don't think you can start Sony Michelle. You know, he had two, actually three great matchups because now that we know the Steelers are such a good matchup for running backs, he only had 14 yards in that game. Yes, the Dolphins game, he did pretty good. 83 yards, one touchdown, but he needed 21 attempts to do that. Unless he's going to get 21 attempts or 20 plus attempts, can you play him? And I don't think the Patriots really are going to give any running back uh, on like a consistent basis 20 attempts. They like to use them all. So Sony Michelle is going to be very hard to play. You couldn't ask for better matchups over the first three weeks, and he has been a very big disappointment. So he's probably going to sit on the bench until he can show me he can he can actually do something in a game. Agree, Michelle. Give me one of your guys. Uh, one of my guys. Hmm. There's some, there were some bad ones this week. Uh, since I just hated on my love of my life, James Conner, I'm going to hate on a guy that I've been hating on for a long time here. Embrace it. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I'm equaling out the scales like this, this dude deserves it. My dude didn't. Right. Are, could we possibly be going back to our bet from this past week? Was it Chris Carson? Yeah. What was our bet? Uh, I think it was, and this doesn't count. Because Rashad Penny did not play. Mm. But I voted on Rashad Penny, and I also voted against Chris Carson, who has fumbled in his third straight game. Yeah, that so was a problem. My guy that's, you know, blasted your balls this, this week, if you played him, Chris Carson, I don't even think he uh, gave you four points, did he? Because of the fumble. I think he gave you around four points in most, in most formats. He just continues to fumble. Uh, I, I know they only counted one fumble against him last week. It was two guys. It was it two was a, It was a fumbled handoff, but yeah, it was you could say on him. You could say it's Russell Wilson's fault. It's both of their faults of anything. Like, it was in his arms. Hold on to the ball. So I say it's four fumbles in four games, but whatever. If you want to go three, that's concerning. Now, if he was producing when he wasn't fumbling, that would also be something else. But he really isn't. He's gotten 15 carries every game. 15, 15, 15. Very weird. I guess we can expect in week four for him to get 15 carries, but never more than 60 yards. Like 15 carries isn't a small amount. That's pretty good for a running back to get the carry count. 46 yards, 60 yards, 53 yards, averaging less than four yards a carry. That doesn't seem to be the same Chris Carson that we all know and love. 
Nope, not at all. Only one touchdown on the ground. That's what you depended on him for last season, especially. And I know they've been saying all offseason, he's going to be involved in the passing game. He's going to be involved in the passing game. And week one, seven targets. And everyone was like, oh, my God, Chris Carson, dual threat. Let's go. Rashad Petty, you suck. Right? That's what everyone was was saying. That was the general consensus. Yeah. And then week two, it goes down to three targets. Week three, it goes down to one target for one reception for negative two yards. Not great. I don't Not think ideal. he's that dual threat that we saw week one. I I don't I know Pete Carroll loves him, so he's going to keep getting chance after chance after chance. But once there is someone that is producing, it's going to be very hard for Pete Carroll to keep putting Chris Carson in the game. We'll see how long this hamstring injury is for Rashad Penny. But if I'm a Carson owner, I'm starting to sweat, starting to get nervous. I am too, and we saw CJ Procise worked into the game. He might be a sneaky DFS play if you're looking for somebody to fill the gaps at a low cost because he did. He he saw some work. Chris Carson was clearly, clearly not in Pete Carroll's favor, and he shouldn't be. He lost the football. So he's got to hold on to the ball. I think if he doesn't, he's in dangerous, dangerous territory I'm I'm officially worried about Chris Carson, and if you can sell him high based on the the hype of Pete Carroll saying that he trusts Chris Carson and they're going to continue to feed him, I do. Yeah, I don't give him away for nothing. Like I still think Pete Carroll just has a serious man crush on this dude, so he'll get plenty of chances. <laughs> but if you can sell him, I like for a decent value, I would and go pick up Rashad Penny, baby. Chris Carson really, really blasted Pete Carroll's balls. He did. He did. He for sure did. It's funny. He did the James Conner to me. Yeah. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, uh, one of these guys who blasted your balls, who I'm not officially worried about, he saw, he had nearly two touchdowns. Uh, One of them was called back on offensive penalty. One was nearly a touchdown ripped out at the very last second by a defender. You got to hold on to that. But I'm not super worried if you can maybe use this as a, a buy low opportunity in a dynasty <sighs> league. Sure. He's had two low games yeah. in a row. No one's going to sell him in dynasty low. I don't think because you know, that first game, what he was when he was drafted the whole off season, I don't think you're getting him low here. I don't really know if he's a good buy low in redraft either. He might be dropped. I don't think you really need to buy it. Yeah, but this is this is what we were worried about. Rookie tight ends are not consistent for fantasy in most cases. It just, I mean, it was bad timing almost that he got the Arizona Cardinals week one who are so, 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 so terrible against tight ends. So he goes off. Everyone is so excited for him, as as I was too. Like, I wanted him and everything. Unlucky, I, I wasn't able, I guess lucky, not unlucky. I wasn't able to grab him anywhere. Because you would have been playing him. Yeah, I would have been playing him. And one reception, seven yards, one reception, one yard. I don't know. You might have to take a chance on him because the tight ends are getting so thin right now. Just so many injuries, uh, people disappointing. So I don't think he's the worst guy to take a chance on, but it doesn't look good. I'm concerned about him. Okay. I'm, I meant more from like a long-term standpoint. I don't think he's a, a consistent week-to-week starter. I would rather stream the position and see where I go with that. Michelle, anybody else here that you're worried about? One more guy I just wanted to name, Mike Williams. I don't know if anyone's really depending on him right now, but he was drafted pretty early, fifth round, sixth round. Three receptions, 45 yards this last game. I was telling people to play him. I've been 
I mean, I think everyone knows Evan Lowe and Mike Williams for the season, but I thought this was the right game for him. I thought it'd be a high scoring game, which it was 20 to 27. That's a, that's a fairly high scoring game. I thought they would need him. You know, they don't have Hunter Henry. He's hurt. That's a big part of that. Tyrell Williams is gone. You still don't have, uh, uh, Melvin Gordon. So I figured Philip Rivers would maybe throw the ball to Mike Williams. And he did see seven targets, just only caught the ball three three times. Three receptions from the seven targets, 45 yards. He's not getting those end zone targets like we're used to. He was on the field 93% of the time. Yeah. And you know what they, they really need, I think? Who? More copies of Keenan Allen. <laughs> I know. If they Ke- could get like six Keenan Allens out there, I guarantee you all of them would be wide receiver ones. Keenan Allen getting 17 targets. That's madness. Th- I th- last week, I think he got 15 targets and then 10 targets. Like his target share is insane. Philip Rivers is barely even caring about Mike Williams being on the field. You have to be concerned there. I always thought he was going to be this inconsistent flex play that was going to disappoint you more than make you happy. That was literally my tagline for Mike Williams all offseason, but he's proving that a little bit more than I thought. So I would be very concerned if I owned him. Yeah, same. We're going to get into our week four waiver wire ads, but first I want to talk about fantasygo.com. We have been completely inundated with questions from you, our listeners, about your lineups. And we try our best. We try to get to as many as we can. But there are only 24 hours in a day, Michelle. And I need to spend at least six of them sleeping. Oh, please. We get like four hours. Yes. (laughs) Um, We we can't get to all of your questions. But if you go to fantasygo.com, it's the only site of its kind to literally allow you to pick your favorite analysts and have them manage your team. It is one of a kind. You set your Yahoo account up on the site. You pick your favorite analyst. And then obviously Kate M goes into your lineup and I can switch things around. I can make waiver wire ads, drops. Michelle M's been killing it for her peeps. Michelle M, you have been killing it. So go to fantasygo.com, go to the marketplace, select Kate M or Michelle M, I guess, to get the Ball Blast Girls exclusive Let us help you manage your team in 2019. Let us set your lineups for you. Let us make those waiver wire pickups, and you'll be set to help you win your championship leagues. Yeah, man. Oh, those week four waivers are a buzzing, Michelle. They're a a buzzing. I can't believe we're already in the week four. I thought you just said that wrong. Like I was like, oh man, she messed that up. But no, we're going in the week four. We have to re-record. No, Michelle, it's it's week four. And there are a lot of good guys out there that can help you. We're starting to get into the bye weeks. This week, week four, we've got the Jets and the 49ers on by. So you have to find hopefully some nice waiver wire guys. And when we say waiver wire ads, we want to give you some names that should be available in your leagues. But we're also going to give you some names to look for because sometimes people get dropped. Sometimes people fall through waivers. You need to make sure you guys have all of these Guys rostered and ready to play in your leagues. Michelle, give me your first guy. I don't have a guy that pops out to me this week. They're starting to dry up. So it's going to depend on a lot on your roster construction. Do you need a running back? Because, you know, Saquon Barkley got hurt. I do think if Barkley went down, you, you're the Barkley owner, you have to go pick up Gallman. Or, you know, if they pick up someone else this week, if the Giants pick up someone else this week, that has to be your main priority. So if I'm a Barkley owner, I am putting all of my fab money 
pretty much on Gallman. I'm using my first priority if you do waivers on Gallman, and I think he has to be your guy. He may not, he's not going to be close to Barkley, and he definitely struggled when, you know, when Barkley went out in this latest game, but he should get the volume. They're going to have to run the ball, so that would be my first guy. All right, if I'm the Saquon Barkley owner, can I tell you who I'm going to get? Who? Ronald Jones. All right. All right. I'm watching the games, right? And maybe if you're looking at just the box score, he's not going to pop out at you because it's Ronald Jones. Ugh. Ugh. But Ronald Jones is owned in just 22% of Yahoo leagues. Which I'm surprised by. I am too. He actually has looked pretty good. When I'm watching Tampa Bay, he's the one actually passing the eyeball test here. This week went 14 carries for 80 yards. No touchdowns. Did take a, uh, I think it was a 40-yard reception. Just one for one. But baby, come on. That is production. And he... He just looks better than Peyton Barber. We knew what Peyton Barber was, but we also knew that Ronald Jones was drafted as a second-round pick. So he's not nothing, right? Like, he might be able to see that opportunity. He's been seeing increased snap counts, I increased carry counts. He's been more involved. I think he's one of your legitimate shots at a lead running back for a team if he can manage to take over that role and how much are you going to cry when you have to put Barkley on your bench and plug in Ronald Jones oh, into I'm that be spot sobbing. it's not going to be comfortable you need a gallon of ice cream with you or like five shots in front of you whichever the whichever way you like the sweets oh, or the or alcohol maybe like a, a vanilla ice cream with a shot of fireball on top it's kind of like that coffee thing where they take a shot of espresso mm, yeah. and put it over co- but it's fireball you're gonna need about five of those bowls before you do this. I would take it 100%. But she's right. I mean, you're going to have to replace Barkley in some way. Hopefully you had some bench depth, but that's a pretty hard thing to do. I think he's your best shot at a lead running back, like a true lead running back. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty. It's gross. I'm not telling you this. You know who I think is a better shot, but it's going to, I think Ronald Jones is better for you probably this week. I have a guess, but I think it's a risky one. Rashad Penny? Oh, no, I actually, no. So he's six, he's 62% owned, so he's not going to be there for a lot of you. But if he's there, he would definitely be my first, you know, priority pickup because we've seen Chris Carson struggle, you know, so much that Rashad Penny, if he takes over, no, that's not as gross to put him into your lineup as a Ronald Jones. Like Rashad Penny, if he gets the majority of the carries on that Seattle Seahawks, he's going to do very well for you. Not going to be close to the Barkley production, but still will be a very solid uh, plug and play for you. I love that. How do you feel about Rex Burkhead heading into this next week? We did talk about... Is James White having another baby? No, but Sonny Michelle is... Oh, uh, oh, so James White will be back. He's he's not having it, like... No, but... He didn't get his wife pregnant that fast and go through nine months? I don't know. Some people do have mm, super sperm. No, I'm not. I don't care about Burkhead. Okay. Um, let's see. Daryl Williams, he's probably available on your waivers. I would rather... He's the guy I thought you were going for back that's, there. That's a great one. I think I'd rather Daryl Williams than... Oh, man. But the thing is, Wayne Gallman is going to get the workload for however long Barkley is out. You know you have the back as long as the Giants don't go pick up C.J. Anderson or someone like that. But whoever they decide that is going to be the lead back, you know you have him until Barkley gets back. That's the safety net. But I if you still w- think you're drafting. It's I mean, it's like you're picking up a 
Peyton Barber light. Do you want Peyton Barber light? I mean, I think if you need a a last minute ditch effort, sure. But if you're actually trying to contend and pick up a guy that could be the true running back for their team, I I just I would rather go in other directions. But I like I get what you're saying. Okay, I would rather Ronald Jones or Rashad Penny probably over Daryl Williams, just because. If McCoy and Damian or either or come back. There's so many bodies there. Then they're going to come back. These aren't long injuries. We'll have to see about Damian. We thought it was a simple, you know, a quick injury that he'd be back this week. But then he was limping significantly is what they were saying. So it could be more serious than we originally thought. McCoy did play and then, you know, hurt himself again. So his After ankle injury could be worse. Stadium. If Daryl Williams is the lead back next week, that's who I want to own. I want to just get that win. Like I want my week four win before I worry about replacing Barkley every week. Like it's important to get these wins every week. Daryl Williams as a lead back is going to be bomb. Like so good. And I hope he gets that opportunity. I would take a risk on him. I would take a risk on him. Okay. It would go Rashad Penny and then Daryl Williams. <laughs> okay. Speaking of the week four win, Will Disley, 45% owned, six catches for 62 yards last week, one touchdown, two touchdowns versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. He gets the Cardinals in week four. Yep. And this is where I said it comes down the roster construction because I need a tight end. I drafted Hunter Henry. We know what happened to him. He's gone. I... Got so lucky because someone dropped Vance McDonald after week one. I picked him up, and then he got a shoulder injury. Like, dude can't stay healthy. So now my goal is to get Will Disley off of waivers this week. We'll so if you suffered those tight end injuries, is he your priority? Probably. I get mean, the win. If you if you need a tight end, Will Disley's probably the last guy really available for you out there right now. And he gets the Cardinals. That's the best part. If he was in a hard matchup, because there was like, it was a late touchdown. He really didn't put up that good of a game. It was a really late touchdown. Uh, So don't be too excited about Will Disley. But since he gets the Cardinals, who just allow tight ends to steamroll them, I'm excited for him in week four. So he will be my priority this week. But I'm solid on running backs. I'm pretty solid on wide receivers. So tight end is what I'm focusing on. It's going to depend on what you need as a team. Okay, as Steelers fans, we have to give you this tidbit. Michelle, who are you targeting if both of these guys are available on your waivers? You get your choice of either, would you rather have James Washington or Deontay Johnson? So Deontay Johnson had the better game this week. Three receptions, 52 yards, and a touchdown, which is it's solid. It's good. James Washington killed you if you put him in your lineup. Two receptions, 14 yards. I would actually rather own James Washington. I would too. So we we obviously have heard the story over and over and over, like the narrative that they have the connection, that James Washington and, and uh, geez, I already forgot his name, Mason Rudolph. That's how excited I am about him. Uh, you know, they have that connection from college, which is fine. We've been saying that for too, too, too long now. But James Washington was on the field 92% of the plays compared to Deontay Johnson's 79%. That's a really good thing to see. Like, they trusted Washington to be out there. He was one defensive hold away from a bomb touchdown, like a 60, if I'm remembering off the top of my head, it was at least a 60-yard touchdown. He got held. He had a clear path to that ball. He would have caught it. It would have been a touchdown. 
So if it wasn't for that one defensive holding call, we're having a different conversation right now. It's go pick up James Washington because he's playing with Mason Rudolph. I got to hope that that maybe somebody in your league is might drop him. Oh, I'm sure he gets dropped or he was maybe never owned, only 26% owned. I'm fine stashing him if you have a spot. It's not necessary to have another wide receiver that, you know, is going to be inconsistent. But if you have a spot to stash him, you could do worse. That's all I'm saying. Other guys worth looking out for, Rashad Penny, we talked about him, 62% owned in Yahoo Leagues. Nicole Hardman, uh, 49%. John Brown, 77%. That means that... 23% of you people don't own John Brown. Get on that. And then something to start thinking about. So, you know, there's always running backs that get injured, just like we saw with Barkley. So who are some handcuffs that you want to own right now? It's still kind of early to be bunching these guys. It takes off a bunch spot. We're about to get into buys. And they're not really players that you can plug into your lineup at all. But three handcuffs I want to start thinking about are Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison, and Jalen Samuels. I feel like they're very clear-cut guys. If Zeke goes down, Tony Pollard has shown that when he gets the carries, he's, like, killing it. Over 100 yards this week yeah, on the you, ground. Yeah, if you played him this week, you were very happy. You probably didn't, but maybe you plugged him into a DFS lineup going against the Miami Dolphins. Alexander Madison behind uh, Dalvin Cook there, who we know has a serious injury concerns. He's been hurt every single season in the last five years, and that's including college. So just someone to think about owning, especially if you own Dalvin Cook, you might want to get that insurance with Alexander Madison. He looks very good when he touches the ball. Sniped that touchdown. Yeah, and then we got James Conner, who's already dealing with some injuries. He's not doing well either. Like when he does get the carries, we don't know if that has to do with injuries or whatnot, but Jalen Samuels is someone to think about owning if he's not owned in your league. He is owned in about 45% of leagues. You could see that start going even down since he's not getting very much playing time or not really any carries. So he's someone to think about owning if you, if you own James Conner right now. Yeah, I think that's a great insurance policy. And Alexander Madison, if he continues to do well, if the Vikings passing offense doesn't pick it up at some point they might decide to rotate alexander madison into the lineup a little bit more frequently give your injury prone running back a little bit of rest a little bit of breathing time give him that recovery so guys if you haven't yet followed us on twitter at ff ball blast i'm kate and i'm michelle at ball blast m ball blast em Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash ballblast for an extra episode per week with all of your weekly matchups back-to-back and all your questions answered. Get in the Slack chat with us. Come chat with us. And don't forget to check out all the other awesome podcasts on the Ross Tucker Podcast Network. Michelle, you got anything else for me? I don't. We shall see you on Thursday. Thursday, baby. Bye. Bye. Bye.